2: Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Cast Season 3, Episode 24, presented by Primal X Hockey and DraftKings, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin.
1: I'm Cat Hunter.
2: And with oh, I'm us Kyle. today... <laughs> I love the subtle delays. They are so great. But yes, um, for those who don't know, we actually have Clearly not Bailey. (laughs) Clearly not Bailey. Uh, Bailey is not available tonight. She is doing a thing with her dad. They're doing a VIP thing for American Aquarium. So I hope they have fun doing that. But yes, we are very excited to have our- quote-unquote boss, if you want to call it that. Uh, He is the recruiting director, recruiting liaison, however you want to put it, of the Hockey Podcast Network. He is a Flames fan. Press F in the chats, and no, we're not talking about it for the Flames, but, you know. (laughs) We are very, very excited to have Kyle Manifold joining us tonight. Kyle, how are you doing tonight, brother?
0: Wow, what a humble beginning. Also, that's going to mess up your audio listeners at the very beginning after that wasn't Bailey.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's no, all right. It'll
0: work. It'll work. Yeah, they'll <laughs> be like before, we-
2: <laughs> Yeah, before anyone asked, no, wasn't a car door. She's okay. <laughs> what wasn't one, Wasn't one of those deals. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, Kyle, we'll we appreciate get- you joining us tonight. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks. thanks for coming, Kyle. You knew what you were getting into when you were coming on here, so we still, we appreciate you coming on garden. I of- I
2: always know what
0: I'm getting into with, with you guys.
2: <laughs> hey, don't look at me, man. I'm just, I'm just here to facilitate a podcast. <laughs> we leave the chirping <laughs> up to Cat. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <Oof>. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, <Beauty. laughs> trust me, you, if you've everyone who's listened to the podcast knows I there's not one episode where I don't hear something from Cat, so it's it's kind of par for the course at this mm-hmm. point, as she oh, says. If you, can't, if you can't, if you can't, if you can't take a hit, don't watch hockey, as she would say.
3: Exactly.
2: We can put, we can put that on a t-shirt. Is that your trademark? Merch. Merch. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know.
1: Yeah, that's our that's our new tagline. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you can't That's take that much hockey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, yeah. so we have a very we have a very ep- uh, exciting episode tonight. It's not going to be a super long one because we are recording probably about an hour and a half before the Canes and Edmonton Oilers game. But when everyone does hear this, it'll be the day after, so we all know what the actual result was. But for the sake of recording, we don't know yet because, like I said, we're doing it before. Um, but it's mainly we're gonna do. We're going to recap a lot of the hurricane stuff that's happened more recent stats, news, all that good stuff we usually do. Um, got some World Junior stuff we got to talk about because that is later this month and that's very exciting. And there's a Hurricanes prospect that didn't make a roster. I wonder who it is. And then at the very end, we are going to talk Canes Flames because that's the reason why we brought Kyle on because, you know, we got to talk about his team. Like I said, got to use team. me somehow. <laughs> Not touched to now the ten foot pole, but <laughs> <laughs> that was your thought, not mine. <laughs> well, you see here. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to do that at the very end and talk about his team, the upcoming matchup for tomorrow or tonight, whenever you do listen to this podcast, which should be very exciting because we're having back to back Canes After Dark games. Because why not? Why not? So hopefully, you brought, knocked the Hopefully, you brought the espresso, coffee, Monster Energies, whatever you want to do.
1: Maybe um, cut off work. One of the things,
2: <laughs> or or all, if you really want to get fancy with it. I mean, you know what? Though? At least Saturday, it's a ten o'clock start in Vancouver, but at least you know no one's going to work on Sunday unless you are, yeah. and then I feel fr- I feel bad for you because that sucks. But well, anyway. welcome to my life,
0: following a Western Conference team, and you live in the East, so that's my life. Hey,
2: no one told you to live in Toronto. I mean, that's kind
0: of on you. Bro. No one, <laughs> well, no one told you to no. cheer for
1: the Flames.
0: <laughs> well. One, I was birthed here, so like you know, that's <laughs> you, know what, year, you know what, I do, I do,
2: I do want to ask you this: How do you? How did you become a Flames fan in Toronto, country, with the rest of your team, rest of your family being Maple Leafs fans?
0: Just well, so, all the way back in 2011. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you want to happen once. Yeah, so like it kind of started by the tail end of my public school, and for whatever reason, we had like this uh this Jerome Ginlab um frame like just sitting outside of our gymnasium and i'm like hey that's kind of cool and my principal was like do you want it and i'm like yeah sure why not so ever since i took it i kind of went home with it, and it was just like oh this is great like i'll get everything put it in a new frame and that's just kind of how it started to be quite honest
2: That, that's actually kind of, that's actually kind of, it's very different than what you usually hear. It's like, oh, my parents were fans of this team, or I got, I became a fan of this team because of playing video games or whatnot. But it's just, yeah, just a Jerome McGinley poster, just hanging on a wall, no big deal. Why not?
0: Why not? And I hate, and I hate all my (laughs) Leaf family members, so it's a special occasion every year when we play, and uh, I hear about it. I yeah, mean, hey, I you were, you were
2: hey, you were close last time. You, you were we, Well, so we
0: lost that one in a shootout, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I had about ten phone calls that night. So that kind of sums it up for you. Yeah, I mean,
1: little family, little family love.
2: <laughs> gotta love family. <laughs> I, I I bet Canadian Thanksgiving was so much fun
0: after that. It was, well, so, like, it was later in October, so it ended up working out okay, but uh it, it made the weekend that much more fun, because it happened on, like, a Friday night or whatever, so, oh, of course, yeah, it made yeah. the weekend more fun, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, for those who don't know, so, what do you, so, you know, we said you're the recruiter of the Hockey Podcast Network, like, what goes into all that stuff, for those who don't know, and just having to deal with, not just us, but... Hundred something podcasts on the network and ever growing, like like just
0: yeah, all that. <laughs> so I mean it kind of started that way. That was like the position that I went for like a year and a half ago, or just kind of came up and just went for it. So at the time we were hockey, football, and basketball. So it wasn't just the one. Um, and at the time with the hockey shows, I think mean, we had like maybe 35 shows, mm. probably beginning of September. And Eventually, we kind of just said, "Well, we need to do more focused on hockey because clearly that's our strength." And we couldn't really we couldn't do a two man ship when it came to running three different networks, and it just wasn't going to work. So we had to cut the other two out in order to make this one work. And yeah, like ever since the beginning of September, now all of a sudden we've had about we've got I think I counted yesterday like 108 shows and counting. Like it's it's kind of skyrocketed a little bit, and that's kind of a mix of like looking for shows, and at the same time, people um, have just been. I've frequently been reaching out actually probably the last couple of months. Um, Hence why I've been trying to make these posts through social media and it's just kind of expanded from that a little bit. So it's not just the recruitment side anymore. It's more or less like kind of dealing with the community. It's, it's doing social media stuff. It's trying to manage as much of these things as possible. And now we're at a point where at least the last few months, I've been talking to a lot of different um, North American media agencies and like to see if they have any sort of clients in terms of sponsors. So we've, I've had a lot of talks in the last two months and um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it seems like we have something rolling here for the beginning of January. Um, But it's been, it's been a hectic like two months and I just, I need Christmas to be here like so quick.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Hey, you know what? Hey, a lot of props are having to deal with hundred something podcasts and all that stuff and the sponsorships and everything else. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but you know and
0: putting so up the no crap we give you. <laughs> I just I just need the little like confetti cannon at the end of it. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I because
2: I remember actually I remember when the when the network actually started this was late like late 2017. I think like it was like maybe a handful of podcasts and I think at the time it was like they were just looking for one show for each team. And that was kind of like, all right, that's how we're, how we're going to start it. So I remember that. And then it's crazy. Like now years later, cause I actually was talking to them very early on. And then lo and behold, a few years later, Hey, <laughs> how yeah. we well, I mean, on?
0: that was like, it, like, that was my job when I got on and I said, okay, you want me to recruit? That's exactly what I'm going to do. And I probably nailed off like 60 shows in the span of like six months. So it was, uh, it was pretty hectic, but like at the same time, like that was, that was solely my job at the time. And then it just kind of expanded from there a little bit. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know what though? Big shout out to Neil from um, devil state of mind. Cause after <laughs> we let, we he's like, Hey, Kyle and the hockey podcast network, maybe you want to talk to these guys real quick. So yeah. Neil's been my, him. like
0: I mean, Neil's been like my secret right hand, man, when it comes to like being a, a, a reference, to what we kind of do so yeah like he's probably had like he's told me hey did you talk to these guys hey i heard you talk to these guys hey these guys said good things and i'm like all right cool
1: he's he's pretty cool for being a devils fan
0: <laughs> yeah oh, i mean that's way hey. of it subtly yeah <laughs> oh.
2: yeah if anyone remembers what was it the roundtable preview show oh in man, the summer was- yeah
1: yeah, that if anyone was... remembers just hearing someone come in yelling, there's Neil.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised that you guys haven't played a game yet against each other, and it's not going to happen until, like, what, February or something like that? Some, yeah,
1: some we, like that, yeah. It's, it's the a weird, scheduling it's a weird loves too. to save all of our Metro guys till the end, you know, when the points really matter and you're stressed. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah like, it, you know, they'll, they'll sprinkle a few in here and there. Of course, it has to be Philadelphia and Columbus early, and then it's, okay, you get everyone else later on in the year, and it's like, cool, great. When, when it's I loved like, it, in
1: my year with the rags and the devils, love it.
2: Yeah, it's it's fun where it's like a game every other day, sprinkling a few back to backs, home and homes on a back to back, which is always fun too. So, yeah, that's it's great, you know, just it has,
1: it has you drinking a little more on St. Patrick's Day by that point.
2: You're like, mm, I need this holiday now. Not even St. Patrick's Day, it's just, oh, hockey's on, cool, let me go grab a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's Any what we, we need night. a beer. We need, yeah, we we need a beer sponsorship at this point. R and D, if you're listening, <laughs> or someone. I don't care who it is at this point. Voodoo Ranger, why not? Hey, they sponsor the Hurricanes. Voodoo Ranger, call us up. Hey, you can um, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you know we'll figure it out. You know we'll we'll figure. That's what out. that's
1: our what our recruiting guy is for, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I got time. For
2: hey, I don't k- worry. Hey, Kyle, can you get us a sponsorship? <laughs>
0: Yeah, let me uh, let me go give you guys an mojito too with a little umbrella too. How
2: about that? Hey, not, <laughs> hey, I, I wouldn't say no. Um, so there there are some stats and figures like I said we are going to talk about, but I figured be kind of good to get the past few games, um, not out of the way, but it'd be nice to have a little discussion. We can cover them, it. yeah, yeah. We can cover them real. We're we're not gonna go and. Cause I know we have the Islanders game that just happened last week. And then we have Buffalo and then the jets. So luckily not a lot. We don't have like four or five games to recap. Just a couple, but uh, the Islanders game though, that was,
1: I remember why I hate playing that team. Like I just, I know they're slow the game down. I know they're pure defense. It kind of offends me a little bit when people say we play like them. Cause I definitely think we play more exciting than they do. Cause we at least throw way more shots at than that. Um, but It's just, it's always like you have the whole momentum, you've dominated the whole game, and all of a sudden they just get one chance, and then you're down 1-0, and you know as soon as you're down 1-0, their whole team is just going to be right in front of their goalie the whole game, and it's so irritating. I can't stand playing them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and just kind of like, I was just going to say quickly looking at it, like 43 shots on goal to 16 shots. And they scored how many Don't awards? bring it up, Kyle. <laughs> <sighs> Wait, five, you want to be on here. That's what we're doing.
2: <laughs> five five goals on 16 shots. But here's but here's the other stat, too, that's very – out of the 43 shots the Hurricanes had, the Islanders did block 30. Okay. So there is also that, too. So it's like, hey, it's you have a lot of it's
1: shots. It's not even like block. you got goalied by them. Like their whole team, as soon as they score, their whole team decides to play
0: goalie, and it's – yeah, it's so frustrating. It also I mean, doesn't help when you're uh, when you're 0 for 3 on the power play, to be
2: fair. <laughs> to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: it's it's still a top 12. Last time I checked, I think it's still top 12 in the league, so it's not like it's a dumpster fire some other teams. And no, it's not the Tampa Bay Lightning who are at 30 something percent because that's all they're good for is power plays because they can't do anything else correctly. Because after, of course after the playoffs they go on a losing streak cuz of course of course they do because it's oh it's the hurricanes we'll show up for them and then just kind of quit against everybody else so
1: <laughs> i will say we that game though we did come back in in hurricanes fashion the comeback was electric it brought everyone back into the game for sure oh oh um, yeah
2: that that, pop, that pop for in, that that goal Jeez. i was
1: in shock for the last for our tying goal like i i think i had to stand there for a good second and just like i turned to look Everyone around me, and I was like, Did it just happen? Like, did it go actually go in? Because I was so ready for them to like say it didn't or to overturn it or something, and I was just yeah. like, How did we do that?
2: <laughs> yeah, like the WWE would be like, in like they would be jealous of the pop in that building when Ajo scored that goal, and it, it said it was officially two and a half seconds left, but it was really like zero, zero point seven on the clock, and it was just like. Everyone because like all of us in press row were already typing out like our tweets to for the what the score was gonna be. And then these scores were all just like Wait, what? Did that just happen? But I mean yeah, it was
1: it felt like playoff hockey again, honestly, because the last time we played them was playoffs and it felt like that energy all over again.
2: Yeah, it It was more high scoring
1: than any of the games we played them in playoffs, but
3: Yeah. Especially but... like um.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like especially going forward, like with how tight that division is, like you see the points from like, mm-hmm. I was talking to Neil about this the other day, where it's like, your se- like the second place team to like seven in that division is like separated by what like four or five points or something stupid like that. So like those division games just mean a lot more going forward, and it's something that you got to take seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Right we now- look
1: over at we look over at the teams in the West and. Sometimes the clear division from first to last is so interesting to us because we don't know that feeling of being like, you're never going to catch us. It's always like, who's the next man up? Because if you lose a game, immediately someone might overtake you or tie you. You never really yeah. have a big separation over here.
2: Yeah, right. like the like the Pacific Division, you can clearly tell who's like the cream of the crop in that division. Same thing for the Central. The Atlantic is really not that bad either. But yeah, if you look at the Metro right now, the Hurricanes are at 29 points. The Penguins, who are in seventh, have twenty five. So yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I would say yeah, that's pretty close. The Jackets at twenty one. I'm sorry, Columbus, but count them Yeah, count them out. No, no. Uh, the Rangers, the Rangers are have to come back to earth at some point. They're not going to keep this pace up. I'm sorry, there's just no way. But at the same time, oof, Maroons. Eh, it is what it is. The fly, the Flyers are a surprise. That is a surprise team because we all were like, "No, nah, the Flyers aren't going to do anything." And then it's,
0: "Oh, hey, we're going to hang around." So, I mean, I think with that team though is just that they're buying all the players, all the young guys too, are just buying into John Tortorella's system, which is why he's been around the league for as long as he has. He's just they bought yeah. his players have bought into that system.
2: They really have. So, I mean, you really you really can't you can't fault them, and you know it's. It's good to see for them. I know friend of the I know Sam Wismer, the friend of the show, she's gonna have a field day giving us a lot of crap for putting the flyers in the bottom two of the division. You, you know they might have
1: they might have gotten rid of some dead weight over the offseason and then now
2: they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, got you gotta give uh, Briere a lot of credit coming in for his first year as the GM just absolutely guts the system and then it's like, All right, here's here's how you're supposed to do a rebuild, and it's like well, just look at that. <laughs> it's working out for them. But I also yeah. can't
0: forget that his son got into a little trouble, too, over the summer, from my understanding. <laughs> he got yeah. into a little bit of trouble.
2: Yeah, just, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the Islanders... You gave, mean gave trouble it.
1: in the hockey world? Never. No. There's never any trouble no. or scandals, ever. No. No.
2: Never. <laughs> never. Hey, just, just ask Hockey Canada how that worked out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but <laughs> yeah. with the Islanders, with the Islanders game, it it was one of those ones where it's like, and I found this. So I was listening to the Storm Cellar earlier this week because they had Colin madewell on, um, from Home Ice Advantage, and they brought up a point about how goalies are. They're you know we're all, they all we all get agree they're kind of weird creatures. They're they're their own breed of human beings if you want to call them humans because they're just psychopaths. Um, it was interesting how they brought up the fact that it's like, if you only give up like 16 shots on goal and some of them are grade a triple a grade a chances, you really can't blame the goalie cause he's going to be cold. And it's like, I'd rather see him get more shots against him. And then for me, I I started thinking about them. like, but all I ever hear is oh, this goalie faced like 30, 40 shots a night. Oh, where's the defense? They can't like, where's the defense. And then you get this and it's like, Oh, the defense was too good. Like the goalie got cold. Like how you can't blame the goalie, but at the same time, it's like he's also got to make the saves, though. I mean, not the full blame is on the goalie or the full blame is on the defense, but it's like you can't have you can't have both sides of the story. It's like either you want your goalie to get peppered, or you want to limit the shot chances. I mean, what are, like Kyle? We'll start with you. Like, what are your thoughts on that take of the goalie got cold? I would really rather see him get more shots, but it's like, but yeah. you don't want to see him. No, like
0: yeah. I, I think like it, it, it's always the same with specifically goaltenders. Like, yes, you have an 82 game season and yes, you're going to have, you know, them playing whatever role it is, like 40 games, 50 games, yada, yada, yada. But if there's something to always be said about good teams in, in the playoffs is that, you know, your true colors are going to show for your goaltenders at that time. Right. And I think we saw it last year with, Sergey Bobrovsky probably is mm-hmm. the best example, right? Like, yeah, that was probably one of the biggest factors why they got as far as they did. And you can look at other teams and how they fizzled out and they immediately looked at their goaltending and they thought that it was terrible. And I think the best example of that would probably be, and even right now to this day, like the uh, the Devils goaltending with Akira Schmidt and, and Vanachak, right? Like, you can yeah. tell, like, throughout that whole series against Carolina that it just was not stable and it looked like the lightning in the bottle just kind of ran out for them. Um, so yeah, but like, I, I think you'll kind of see it like throughout the whole season, like there's clearly just going to be ups and downs and like, you know, you're, of course your goal is going to get peppered with 43 shots and you're just going to have one of those nights and other nights you're going to let in like six or seven goals. So like, that's, that's just the world we live in in hockey now where it just, it happens, right. You're going to have good nights and you're going to have bad nights. And it's yeah. To kind of like, I, I know this kind of takes it away from goaltending a little bit, but I thought it was a great quote that I heard the other day where, um specifically like talking about my flames for a second here like with our coach <laughs> like he, well he mentions like if i know for 40 minutes that i know that these three of these four lines are going to produce that's who i'm going to play in the third period right it doesn't mean right. you're a bad player it doesn't mean you're a bad teammate it just means that okay you're clearly having an off night we have to run with our three guys right so right. It, and, and i'll say the same thing with goaltending too is that you're clearly going to have guys where it's just like, you know, you're going to get papered by 50 shots and you're either on your game or you're just not. That's just the reality that it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, what are your your thoughts on all that?
1: Well, I might be wrong, but didn't, wasn't there an interview with Nature's recently where he's, I'm I'm like 90% sure this is correct, but didn't he say something like, um, we don't give up a lot of shots, but we do give up, when we do give up shots, they're grade A. I
3: feel like I I heard that.
2: Yeah, I think it was either him or Jordan. It was yeah, it was either Stoller or Nietzsche, or someone. Yeah, someone did say it recently. It was like yeah, it, whatever chances they do give up, they are grades. And Rod said it too after the game. The Which is true
1: conference. because if you're going to get through a defense that's smothering you and a defense that's not letting anything through, of course the thing that's going to get through is grade A because you have to be you have to be smart. You have to get the perfect thing to get through a defense that's not moving. And yeah. on that, like at that point, I do think. Sometimes they're just really good chances and you're just not going to have anything that's going to, th- those goals are just going to happen. Yeah. I do, but I do believe the goalie does. I know it's hard if he hasn't seen a lot of shots, not have a lot have got through to him, but they have to, I just feel like they have to be ready because mm-hmm. if they're so used to that defensive core of the hurricanes, like if you're like, all right, they're coming on the ice. I've got Slavin and Burns Slavin's going to probably stop this like 96% of the time. I have to be ready just in case it gets through. And I'm not saying it's lack of being ready and I'm not blaming any of it on the goalies, but I feel like some of the times where we've had goalies that have been been like when Freddie was on, it was because Freddie would stop the ones that would come through things that would get through. And Freddie was lights out. He would stop it when it finally did get to him. And I don't feel like we've had a lot of that with Ronta and Fyodor this season yet not saying they haven't been good they've had some great saves i mean um, the team
2: the team is second in the metro so it's not like yeah know, they're not no no i just yeah. i
1: and so i think we have good goaltending i don't i think for the Kane type of hockey is you need a little step above in the goaltending because they have to be ready to make those amazing saves because that's probably the chances that are going to be coming at them it's yeah, going to yeah. be the chances like where Rhonda had to go diving out there like He's not going to see a lot, but he's got to have to do something like that. And so yeah. that, like that game, you're like you're dialed in. That's great. But then you're going to have times where you have a little breakaway, and again, breakaways. I would say 95 percent of the time, like it's pretty good for the goalie to manage to stop it. But there's one where it's like it didn't even look like Peter knew whether to go and challenge it or stay put. And it's like you yeah. got to be ready for that decision. So that's why I don't. I don't think we have. A goalie at this point that is a clear starter as much as we really want Theodor to be ready for this i feel like this is the exact reason why we said especially going into the season that he needs to be a backup or a sharing the load with someone and i don't think we ever thought he was going to be sharing the load with Ronta, which is no. why it's a little i, I don't say our goaltending is bad i know a lot of our <laughs> numbers look really crappy because of that game with Ronta and everything and we've just, well, it's just overall
2: but, it's just overall the save percentage outside of that team yeah game i would take a lot of this yeah yeah
1: and i mean we saw the game i would much rather prefer them over i mean what was it wasn't there a recent game with the caps where it was like uh was it them against the coyotes someone had one team had like five goals on eight shots <laughs> like it was nasty and i think it was on kimper i think it was kimper oh but,
2: yeah oh yeah yeah caps coyotes yeah yeah, it was Cap's Coyotes.
3: Hi, friends. Uh, hey, what's oh, up, Bailey? We have a guest.
2: <laughs> hey,
0: Bailey. <laughs>
3: what is up? I'm currently in Boulder, Colorado, getting ready for a concert, but wanted to pop in and say hi. Nice. Who are you seeing? Can we? Uh, American Aquarium. I don't know if you can see the the top there, but yeah, yeah currently outside the
2: venue. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. You can see, you can see the Amer part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we? Can we get your thoughts on one thing before you go, Bailey? please. Okay, Zach, rephrase your question for
2: her. Um, so I was listening to the Storm Cellar earlier this week. They had Colin Madewell on from Home Ice, and they were talking about, I think it was Ray specifically, he was talking about um, the, how the goal thing is not bad, which we're not saying it is, but the fact that the game, we're talking about the Islanders game and how Piotr only saw 16 shots be 11 and five goals, but it's like they were talking about how it's not fully on the goalie. And he's like, I'd rather see our goalie get more shots against him than what we saw against the Outers because he was cold and stuff like that. And for me, it's like, okay, but then on the flip side, all we usually hear is, okay, you're giving up 30, 40 shots. Where's the defense? But then it's like, okay, but they only gave up 16 shots. You Like, what more can the defense really do? They limited the, they limited the chances. Like, what are your thoughts on just the whole, like, you can't have both, if that makes sense. Like, what are your thoughts on that whole – Take, I guess. But you
3: can't. That that's my that that's my two cents on it. You you can have both goalie and defense, but the performance of one depends on the other. That's what I'll say. Um if your if your defense maybe isn't it, say I mean our star defenseman in Jacob Slavin, say he's having an off night, the rest of the defense is gonna feed off that and then the goaltender feeds off of that. So that that's where I guess my answer comes in is, I I don't know. It can, it can be both, but at the same, I I don't know. They they just feed off of each other, and that's where a lot of performance kind of comes in. Because again, one one of the big things that I say is the goaltender is only as good as the defense in front of him. I I, I you guys know that that's one of my big sayings, and yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I I won't elaborate. I'll elaborate on that more in the in, in fear of rambling. But
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I get what you're saying. So I also I will say noticing for this season is earlier when we were figuring out our defensive pairings, um, there was a lot more coming in our goaltenders where I would be like, okay, that was a big breakdown, and it got to the goalie and he couldn't save that. I would. i a little. I would be like, okay. I can see that. Like you know, the goalie's trying to adjust to a defense that's letting through a lot more than we ever have before. Now it looks like we have figured out our defense, and the goalies haven't adjusted to cover for that type of defense again. This is we're back to Carolina defense, and I don't know if our goalies have quite adjusted to get back into that.
3: I'll give that an adjustment slash grace period. Um, it's them. It i want to say this because but but i'm trying to filter a little bit <laughs> you make you make an ass out of you and me. assuming makes an ass out of you and me so it's them assuming and predicting what's coming in front of them but at the same time it's it you you have to play to, it's like what they told Ronta when when Ronta went back in focus on the small things and that's kind of what he did. He focused, Yeah, he, he kind of got a little overzealous with some of the saves. But at the, at the same time, in that moment, he was focusing on the smaller tra- things, trying to get back into his game. And that's what you need to do as a goaltender is you need to focus on those small things, be confident in what you know how to do as a goaltender, and that's going to get you as far as you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. no, and I know there's a lot of a lot of word
1: going around that we're potentially looking around at other goaltenders. I will say this, and I know other people have said it too. There's not a lot out there, um, and if they're really good, they're probably not on the market because teams are realizing that goaltenders are like really good ones are few and far between. <laughs> uh, I know
0: one. <laughs> I think,
1: honestly, honestly, I think the one like a team that probably has two. There's only a couple teams where both their goaltenders are pretty dang solid and they're not, but they're not going to move from them because they realize, Hey, having both these options are great. Um, I mean, I, I, I think what we have can work. We've seen teams go through the playoffs and into sailing with a lot worse goaltending. So Aiden I help. think,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think Aiden Hill is that bad.
0: Nobody <laughs> but, expected him to be that good
2: the The oh, gold knights, true. the gold knights, went through five goalies in the playoffs. I mean, exactly.
1: I mean, which wasn't of, it? Uh, you could
3: give great props too, but the, the, the other four, <laughs> I don't know about that. Who did? Who did? Florida,
1: Florida had. Was it? Who had,
2: um... they, they they the Florida had Spencer Knight for a little bit, but then they backed they basically backed into the playoffs on Alex Lyon going seven straight. Yeah, and then they threw they had Lyon, and then they did Bobrovsky.
1: Yeah,
2: and then then Bobrovsky decided to figure out how to play hockey again after the last like what five years of just ho humming him, himself through. Of
3: course, it's against us, but hey, what do I know?
2: Well, also <laughs> Boston, Toronto, but yeah.
1: <laughs> so I I. I think we still got we've got a month to see how everything's going now that we've figured out our defense. So now we've got a month to see how we've got until things March progress. to make
3: a final decision though. So True.
1: But I would I would think going into the new year they're gonna be they're still gonna be like seeing how there's obviously some going.
3: question marks that that uh Don and Rod have to think about, obviously. But I, I don't think they make that kind of decision because they've been a team that's kind of resolved relied on what they've been given and what they have it to their yeah. fingertips.
0: And, oh there we go. And she's gone. Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um but it, Bailey you're on it's, mute. It's, it's <laughs> I don't think she's on mute. I think she's just I don't I think she's on mute. <laughs> oh. No, I think I think I think that's what what happens.
1: I think that's what happens when you're on mobile.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sounds sounds completely gone. But yeah, I think what she was saying. I think she was right. It's definitely a you, you feed off each other. But I think at the same time, though, too, it's like your goalie has to be ready. And I'm not saying I'm not putting full blame on the goalies and stuff like that. But when you're getting 16 shots, the defense just played really well. And I don't know. It's It's one of those things where it's like you can't complain about having too many shots on your goalie and then kind of be like, oh, okay, well, the goalie hasn't really seen a whole lot. He's cold. What more can you want from him? Which is, I mean, it's also true, too. It's like the goalie, it's, I don't know. It's a weird conversation, but for me, it's like you really, I don't know. I just. I think you can't just say you want one thing and then when the other thing happens. It's kind of like a weird double-edged sword. It's yeah, kind of it's, weird it's like
1: because like you're also like, do we want all of these shot attempts from our forwards? Do you want all of those, or do you just want a couple if they're more grade eight? But the thing is, is like I feel like a lot of our shots from being at the games, like I've seen so many skirt across the crease or like go right through the blue paint, and they're so close to something happening, and then like we just get a really bad bounce, they miss it just barely by sight, and it's like, I, yeah, what these shots have to go in? Like I, I'm not. It's just you get both. Like you're like, do I want a lot of shots or do I just want a couple and make like, those really count? Do I want a goalie to see a lot? Do I want a goalie to see a little? Like it's you're gonna get both and if you look around the league, like no team does it one way or the other a whole bunch. Right, exact.
2: I I, I will say there was a couple goals in the Islanders game where like there's nothing Piotr could do. Like the, the like that tip in shot from Bo Horvat off that Barzal pass. Also he literally put his stick down on the ice and the puck just went off, his, off the back off the side of his blade and went over his shoulder. Like, there's nothing. Also, can, can we
1: talk that. about the, I'm pretty sure, wasn't that the game where they called, yeah, um, they called delay of game on Jordan Saul. Where he went yes. up he, with his hand, went to bat the puck down to play it. it pl- yeah, and so it it then flew it flew the into the know. bench. I don't think – no, into the bench. I don't even know if it went over the glass. I think it went into the bench. Like, the end of the they, bench. They, they,
2: said, they said it was over the glass, so that's why they got a delay. It. If it was if mm. he batted
1: – I've never was... seen a del- a delay of game where it's a hand. Like, I've seen, obviously, the clear, but, like, he's yeah. obviously not trying to throw it into the crowd.
2: Rod,
3: Rod's, Rod's <laughs> you can also – I was going to say, you can
0: say the same, though, when a guy's shooting it down the ice and throws it over the glass anyway. Some of these guys are trying to not get it over the glass anyway, but – To your point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was, it was very weird. But the thing though, too, is they missed a lot of too many men on the ice penalties on the Islanders, especially in overtime. There was a blatant couple of those and it's like, yeah. So, I mean, it was one of those weird games. The hurricane should have won it, but you know, they, at least they dug deep. Yeah. They dug deep, got forced overtime. It is what it is too. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah one of those games, but hey, it's, it's, I will say this out uh, of the whole experience of actually being there for first game is media. It's fun when you're asking Rod Burnham a question for your first game and you're like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just not my favorite hockey player of all time. I'm just asking him a question at a press conference and no big deal or anything, but how did
0: you think you played Rod? <laughs> <laughs> Or
2: not have been your first question <laughs> no 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 it was uh just t- I, yep. I think it was b- b- about asking like what um what it felt like you know just just the how the digging deep forcing overtime your first question
1: like your first question should have been who's the starting goaltender for next game <laughs> oh
0: right yeah that would be hey, a great dude, question I,
2: Hey, hey, Rod. How do you how do you uh, set up your lines? How do you number them? Yeah, sure. I'm gonna love to have, Yeah, and he's never allowed back on this. But yeah, no. It's it's very interesting. But, when, you, when you have Corey Lavalette that's yeah. right there, and Chip Alexander, and
0: all those guys. So you're like
2: Walt Ruff. You know, no big deal. It's just Walt Ruff is you know standing over there. So, but
0: when you ask like when you go to ask guys questions now, like what do you say? Are you like? Zach Barger of the search
2: cast. And just <laughs> <picked up. laughs> uh, actually, it was two press scrums with Jarvis and Jordan Stahl. Then it's, all right, you're going to go to the press conference room, and then you're going to ask your question to Rod. Don't even see who you are. Just ask your question. That oh. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So one of those things. But, no, nah, it was it was a cool experience. It was definitely surreal just sitting there going like, yep, was sitting over there in that section watching them win the cup, and now 13. years. It's like, what? Seventeen years later, yeah. Just. Yeah.
1: But know. anyway, pretty, pretty much, Jack, pretty much Jack is famous now. Is what we're getting at. Um, oh
2: my gosh! Not, so if you not, see, if, it, if
1: you manage to see him at PNC, just give a quick wave and keep on walking.
2: Yeah. He got, <laughs> his se- got or his
1: security wasn't. will kick you out.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, if you see, if you he, see, he, can-
0: he can't talk to any of us civilians.
2: <laughs> oh, no. oh my word. <laughs> Yeah, if you see Cat Jules off. with me, just don't don't talk to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, I'll, <laughs> just
2: I'll, 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 I'll use I'll use Cat's my bodyguard. She'll just throw some elbows at you. Just nah. okay, I, just, I, throw, I, I th- just throw just throw us a bunch. I of get through
1: all bread. the crowds. I get through all the crowds. Um, <laughs> if, you're t- if you're taller than me, you get an elbow in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oof. Um, so, so moving just- on, to another <laughs> game
1: that was a much better result and just yeah, the Buffalo game. Action.
2: Yeah. Um, how about yeah, Buffalo?
1: how about that Jack Jury
2: though? Uh, three goals in the last like two weeks. Like he's been absolutely on it. Like I think I forget. I think it was the Edmonton game where he scored his first, and then scored again. I think he scored against the Islanders and he scored against Buffalo. So yeah, two in the same week, three in the last two. He heard the comments, and he's like, "I took it personally," and decided to score three goals. And.
1: Well, and so people were probably thinking, like, hmm, I don't know about you know. We put down, put Bunting down on that line. You put Nates down on that line, and you're you kind of like, hmm, is that a demotion for those two guys? Honestly, no. It's getting the other two guys going because then you've got Drury scoring, you've got Mason scoring, you get a little bit extra help on that line. And honestly, that line's been kind of hot the last couple of games.
2: They really have it, and it's honestly not a demotion because you'd be thinking about it, now you have a you have four lines that you can roll, out, like, what other teams can say they can roll out four lines of guys who pretty much anyone can score? I mean, I know Edmonton would love to have more than just a top six, well, top three and a half. Because, <laughs> I mean, hey, they still got Nugent Hyman, so it's not like they're, you know, two guys and a bunch of, you know, Garden sticks two. out there. That's, you know? that's two. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, Nugent Hopkins did get 100 points last year, so he's not a complete, you know, you know. Woo. He's on a Fair. bag of groceries out there,
1: <laughs> but for another guy that's on a bag of groceries, Seabass got two goals that game as well. He yep. was on a Hattie yep. Watch. Uh, um, yep, we got was... two power play goals and a shorty,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, made up for the shorthand that they gave up against the Islanders, yeah. Get two power play goals, get a shorty, oh, yeah, and you go oh, for and you go five for five on the penalty kill. That's a, that's a pretty solid plus eight, if you want to call it that. So, I mean, you know, two power play goals. Five for five on what? the penalty kill. Then you get a shorty. I'll i th- I'll take a plus eight. Why
1: not? There was something also a little special about that shorty, right, Zach?
2: Uh yes, there was actually something very awesome about that shorthanded goal. So the Bray Shea shorthander was um that set the single season franchise record for shorthanded goals by defensemen. And that is with Bray Shea. now one, Brent Burns at one, and then one Jacob Slavin from earlier this year had two shorthanded goals. So yeah. So already 24 24 games, but 25 after when everyone does listen to this because the the, the, uh, Edmonton game. But, yeah, after 25 games, four shorthanded goals. Love to see it. I mean, it's we
1: might have a shorty tonight. You never
2: know. Hey, you never know, but actually, just kidding,
1: just kidding. We're not even going to go on the penalty kill. It's fine, that's not even going to happen. Not even gonna happen. That's what I'm going to say right now.
2: But have, but to have four already, yeah, (laughs) to have four already, though, after 24 25 games. I mean, I think you kind of it's it's weird that that that's the record already, right? So, I mean. It's it's a bit it's you love to see kind of stats like that where it's like, okay, cool, yeah, we're gonna score some goals and there are gonna be some milestone ones. I mean, if you want to talk about milestone goals as well, how about Jordan Stahl? Um, so about a week ago, I think it was I don't know which game exactly. I think it was the Islanders game. Yes, so in the Islanders game, he actually scored his 157th goal in franchise history with the Hurricanes. They actually put him tied for 13th with Whalers legend Ray Ferraro.
0: So, love it.
2: <laughs> Yay. Uh, next best is Eric Cole at 168, Rod Brendamore at 174, and then Sylvian Turgeon with 178. So, you're talking way back in the Whalers history when you got Sylvian Turgeon. At number 10 with 178 goals, but... Also, I know there's
1: been all the the hullabaloo about the Hughes brothers playing together. um,
2: Last night? Yeah,
1: Mm. there's all that hullabaloo. Let's not forget the Stahl brothers played all together on the same team first.
0: (laughs) I think it's been a little forgotten now, though, because, like, this has been going on for, what, the last 15 years, (laughs) whatever it is, right? No, but on the same team, you had...
1: All three on the same team. That's well,
2: well yeah, it was sure. it was it was Jared Stahl, not Mark though. So I mean it's three of the four brothers because remember Mark That's has never cool. been yeah, but <laughs> Mark has never been a hurricane though. Jared Stahl was for like a game, but that was cool when he had 11, 12, 13 all standing next to each other. So yeah. yes, yeah, you'll you'll never see all three Quinn uh, all three Hughes brothers on the same Quinn team Quinn. unless unless <laughs> something happens where they trade Quinn to New Jersey, which I think no, would Neil would happen. absolutely lose his mind. Uh-uh. Could you could you imagine if somehow Quinn goes over to the Devils or somehow the Devils get Jack and Luke? <laughs> that would be absolutely bonkers.
0: You'd have to trade like, happen five or six first round picks. Isn't
1: Quinn is or, uh, Quinn the
2: captain? Isn't he the Quinn, captain? The,
1: yeah,
2: he is the hey, hey. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> yeah, he's not going. Uh, hey, hey, they traded Bo Horvin. He was the captain of the team, so you can't say it's oh he's the captain. He's not getting traded. Well you see. <laughs> He also you wanted could.
0: like a bunch of money from. Oh, the Canucks, he did. The I mean, I he mean, hey, yeah,
2: for that. I mean, hey, look at look at the Canucks this year. You are rid of horror movie. you name Quinn, who's your captain? Uh, yeah, that's waiting
0: in a bottle for that team. That team's gonna fizzle out whenever. I'm not expecting much from that team. <laughs> Sorry, Tussie. it's just not
2: happening. Tell us how you really feel, Kyle. That's the Pacific <laughs> Division.
0: Tell it do it on a Canucks podcast. I'm not going to do it on a Hurricanes podcast. We'll just do when we do a live watch. Yeah,
1: live. Be, yeah, because if you have it on a Hurricanes podcast, most people are going to be like, Canucks? What about them? We don't talk about yeah. them a lot because sure, we don't do. mess with them a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just save it for Dylan's podcast whenever you talk to him. So yeah, Is
0: Vancouver in Toronto? That's what I'll get. <laughs>
2: There you go. Um, a huge, another milestone we actually do have to talk about real quick is uh, Brent Burns, 600 career assists. I mean, what, what else can you really say about Brent Burns other than the, this dude is one of one? If you really want to talk about it, but just the way he plays and just how good he is. I mean, Legend is Pretty, sharp, pretty, pretty sure he
1: got that. I'm pretty sure he got that on a power play goal too.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. So I mean, yes, nice. it's Brent Burns. He, he's ageless. He'll he'll play until he's like forty, just because it's it's all the it's all the meat. He
0: just gets he'll, himself he'll
1: still be able kills to his take own meat, makes it. Can.
0: He doesn't even have to. He just has to stand there and just hit a couple guys and blast a couple pucks, and you're done.
1: <laughs> uh, Dude, he, uh, he, he he just goes Fulton like Reed. Go
0: <laughs> well, there's that too, but I mean, you know, he just wants the goal record. That's all he cares about now.
1: Mm-hmm. um so that was a great game yeah, I mean, because the capitals aren't gonna do
2: very much yeah they're in the standings but
1: yeah i mean that was a great game um sad that we didn't have a shutout um but overall the vibes of that that would have been
2: nice that great
1: especially coming off the islanders um and honestly the vibes the other night were great um especially if you were looking at the shot percentage and the possession of the first period. Um, And then the game just kind of took a weird turn playing against the Jets.
2: Uh, yeah! the curse of the meter writer,
1: I swear.
2: Oh, you mean after getting that? They announced
1: his extension. The the day we're playing them, they announced his extension. Like, I take it personally. (laughs) Even though they weren't the team we gave him to.
2: Yeah, Three three years, four million dollars per. I mean, congrats to Nino you know, on the contract. You love to see it, but uh, yeah, that was, I think it was what three twenty seven left in the first period before the Jets finally got their first shot of the game, and then on their second shot of the game, they made it one nothing. And like, and the and the and the bad part was though, you're if you're if you were on Twitter, which pretty much I think a lot of people were, I I kept seeing I kept seeing it on my timeline before the Jets goal. Like it, people were saying. Watch the Jets score on, like, their first shot of the game. And it took to the second. And I'm just sitting there going, like, you guys manifested this. Like, you kept saying it, and it happened. For more I mean, context,
0: they're... the shots – So I was just going to say shots were 15-3 to three after the first period. So,
2: yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they their, scored their first goal on their second their shot. Their goalie and was, like, was
1: great, though. Their goalie was great because we had so many high-quality chances. I think their goalie
2: but, was great. Yeah, he he – He's, he's an okay goalie. He, you can definitely tell he is the clear, like, backup to Connor Hellebuck. But, yeah, it was just whatever reason he decided, like, hey, I'm going to pull a heli and just absolutely just stone you cold for the entire game. And it's like, <laughs> cool, great, fantastic. You love to see a backup goalie just absolutely goalie the Hurricanes for the entire game. I mean, I'm course. sure
1: that's how people felt when um, – before with Freddie and Ronto, when Ronta would come in and get them. Like, I've – it's not, it's not a diss to the goalie. If no, it's not a diss. Good for, they earn their money.
2: <laughs> it's not a diss, but I mean I think Kyle will understand from seeing him a lot in the in the Western Conference, especially in the Pacific. It's like, oh, it's Braswa. Sorry, who? <laughs> yeah. No, like
0: for the Canes and Flames game Thursday night, that's probably what's gonna happen. We're probably gonna get like forty shots and they're gonna goalie us. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, God, it's well, it,
1: us playing each other. I guess, I guess, I well, it
2: depends, gotta who, it depends on who the Kings are playing tonight against Edmonton, so it'll be very interesting how that works out. it's like, all right, here's your one star, here's your other one. But I'm just curious, though, we're we gonna get Markstrom, we're we gonna get uh,
0: Vladar. Well, Markstrom's out week to week, so oh, is he? Oh, I, well, there you no, go. Don't I'm I don't curious, we're not gonna get him, <laughs> yeah, Vladar played. I'm... Uh, whatever that was, the last game, and uh, he played in Minnesota on Tuesday, and they kind of let him hung out to dry. Um, you might get Dustin Wolf tomorrow
2: mate. I, I like Dustin Wolf, but uh, oof. well, I don't know. We we may, we make we make new goalies look really good. So <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. um,
0: I, s- I don't s- know my
1: my takeaway back on the Jets because we'll yep. talk more about the Flames later. Um, yeah. My take on that game is it—it it was just frustrating because I do believe and I, I agree with what Britta them said is we played great hockey, like we played very consistent and we did not stop give up for a second the whole no. game. It was just one yeah. of those games where even though you play pretty dang complete game of hockey, you're just on the bad end of the score sheet. And I—that's well, I mean, so the game. Enjoy- Jordan I mean, Saul was winning faceoffs left and right, and he
2: won. It didn't I, think, I think I think he won like fourteen for two or fourteen for three or something like that. He was on he was on an absolute tear. I mean, Rod said it after the Islanders game. He said it after the Jets game. It's like the team is playing good hockey. It's just unfortunately the puck bounces are not going their way right now, and it's like you know what? I'd rather them not give up, play their style of hockey, and stay in the game, and lose one of those. Like, okay, it was tough, but it wasn't like the Tampa game where it's you just yeah. basically get walked. It's, you, you get taken behind the, you get behind the shed, and you just get beaten for sixty minutes. It was one of those games where the puck luck wasn't there. The other team just capitalized on a couple opportunities, and it is what it is. So, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, Cat. The kids have been playing phenomenal hockey. It's just we all, from you watching on weird NHL on YouTube. It's just you get the weird goals that should have been like, how did that even go in? How is this goalie playing out of his mind? That's hockey for you cause hockey that's all i usually say sometimes it's like how did this happen
0: hockey it's the game, man it's just the game
2: yeah. it's just the game um so real quick one last stat we need to talk about real quick before we get to our ad reads and then talk about the flames and canes game uh jalen Sheffield uh going into tonight's game against the uh Edmonton oilers he's actually produced points in three consecutive games for the first time in his career So, big props to Chatty for...
1: Look what happens when you set your defense. Look what happens. (laughs) We've had nothing but positives. Orlov has played better. (laughs) Nothing but positives. (laughs)
2: Uh, So, it's funny that you say that real quick. So, just one quick thing. So, Colin brought this up on, I think he brought it up on his podcast and he brought it up on Storm Cellar as well. The team's actually been shopping Tony D'Angelo around. Like, they've actually been shopping him. No one's bit yet but Kyle you want him? <laughs> no. No. But we got other he, problems. But yeah, he he is uh, he is technically on the trading block so
0: it's giving you, know, you don't want your power out. play
1: to get a, like a little bit better.
0: <laughs> no, we're just trying to get people who want to stay in in Calgary for starters. That would be nice. I mean I mean hey, we'll hey, we'll
2: take Lindholm back. We'll give you TDA and a bag of pucks.
0: Yeah, 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 funny. Hey, That's you know funny. what? Very funny. Um
2: <laughs> All right, so yeah, so we're gonna go we gotta talk about our amazing sponsors real quick here before we go and talk about more. Actually, there's some league news we wanna talk about as well. Royal Juniors, and then we're gonna do the Flames and Kings. But first, like I said, we gotta talk about our amazing sponsors. And the first one we have to get out of the way real quick is actually our OG sponsor. Our even before episode one, they've been with us for a hundred and four 304 episodes now it's been a lot they're over 100 but they've been with us every step in the way and that's Primo x hockey um just talk about how great they are if you go to their website and you go to to check out stuff like that uh we go down there if you click on the code all right sorry my computer is wigging out on me it doesn't want to do nothing right now um go to check out and use the code <laughs> search cast <laughs> oh i'm yeah it, the internet's been very laggy tonight um if you go to if you go to check out and use the code search cast, you actually get 20 percent off your order that's like i said two bash and aho discount primex they got a lot of cool stuff on there they got like blade protectors, stick protectors blazes uh you know outdoor pucks, indoor pucks anything you can think of they even got you know cages Full fish bowls if you want those too. Sk- yeah, $5 skate sharpenings. They even have like that machine. I forget what they call it, but it's like you can put your skates in there. You can kind of get them like toasted up or like, um, get, you know, make them a little bit hotter so you can mold them a little bit better. But they got one of those there too. If you got a 1401 Diggs drive, you can check out their warehouse. You can check out their more expanded store. Now they're getting a lot more things. I think ever since Pure Hockey went out of business down there in Raleigh, they actually picked up six more, um, like equipment groups to you know get some products from so they, they're also expanding as well so like i said go check them out they're open monday through fridays they're open up on saturdays as well um they even have like special wax to this you can get there it looks like it's like scented um shaped like waffles there's one that's glow in the dark so i mean they got a lot of really amazing things so make sure go check them out like i said primexhockey.com use code searchcast. Uh, for your 20% off, Sebastian, I have a discount and let them know that, uh, us here at search cast sent you because you know, why not help support them, help support us. And if you aren't able to get there free us shipping, so why not take advantage of free shipping on your cool hockey equipment and hoodies, t-shirts, koozies, flags, anything you think of. So like I said, Primark's hockey, check them out. They're very, very amazing. Kat, I think you have to talk about our other amazing sponsor that's with us, especially because they're an amazing sponsor of not just us, but also the hockey podcast network as well. Uh, you want to let the people know about DraftKings?
1: Yeah, so Beth the Action on the Ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I think you got a couple of odds pulled up there to tell us about, Zach.
2: Yes, actually. So um we're going to talk about flames and canes because you know what this episode's about so you know we're going to drop you some great odds uh for that game so the puck line right now has carolina minus one and a half uh calgary's at plus 1.5 but if you bet the hurricanes it's plus 190 um for the minus one and a half and then it's minus 230 for the flames but if you're looking at the money line uh hurricanes are minus 122 to the calgary flames plus 102 and then they have the over-under set at six and a half, where Carolina's the over six and a half at plus 100. And the Flames are a minus 120 for the under six and a half.
1: But honestly, yeah. for these two teams, we really can't tell you who to bet on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good point. <laughs> I
1: would I would love to say us, but the Canes just love to give a little bit of that cardiac cane uh, action every now and then. And, um, I mean, I know who I want to bet on to win, just so I can rub it in Kyle's face. Uh, but you can't tell you. You, you got to decide for yourself which one are you going to risk it for. Yep,
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we are.
1: <laughs> anyway, but if you guys want to get on in on the action, download the app now and use code THBN. New customers can get one hundred and fifty bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THBN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. Yay!
2: <laughs> yes, please, please play responsibly. Um, Yeah, big shout out to... DraftKings for not only being a sponsor of us, but just the you know the network as a whole. Because why would you not want to be part of the amazing network? Because I know Kyle, you've been pushing a lot of come join us, and guys, honestly, you should. I mean, the hockey podcast. Yeah, right. H- we're not just we're not just saying
1: that because Kyle's on our podcast this week, yeah. but we actually mean it. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, on, yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> no, honestly, to, like for the fact of how many like crossovers and. Collabs we've already had this season i think it's the most we've had over our last two seasons you know here and there we've had a couple but i think just joining this network i think we've had five or six already with different teams so it's actually a lot of fun just having a bunch of different podcasts and be like hey you want to come on and do something because i know we're joining some sends on friday and previewing the next senator's hurricanes game and that's we're gonna be doing on their show so that's gonna be a lot of fun and of course you know we're doing be able to yeah.
1: collaborate with a bunch of different hockey people and it's all in good fun like again i talk i talk puck to uh neil all the time talk so um,
0: much snack
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's all in good fun i mean it's a it, it kind of is like a little a little hockey family where you can i definitely after the rangers game i definitely mess with people and mean like i actually want your take on uh how this game went down with uh, the the r- rags and the canes and it was easy because i was like i can get some they're going to be a little biased, but it's going to be more rationalized, level-headed opinions over than on Twitter. Uh, so uh, our little hockey podcast family is really fun and very diverse. So uh, if you ever want to just learn more about hockey, you can go check out some of the other ones as well.
2: Yes, definitely. We'll do, talk yeah.
0: to me I've got stuff too.
1: Oh, yeah. You guys <laughs> can yes. talk to Kyle.
2: <laughs> yeah, he does, he does. I'm surprised he doesn't have a podcast on the network. But, you know, you what? Know, it's
0: because he's too I've busy asked, jumping on everyone else's. <laughs> I've been asked yeah. to do like. like so many times and it's just like i i don't have the time like i don't i need a life yeah he also
1: goes to i mean he goes to bed early like an old man so i mean he really does that time.
0: <laughs> so true it's so but it's, you have no idea how good it is it's so great
2: but it must be nice but yeah no like it's i said so go nice. go go yeah like i said go check out everyone hockey podcast dot we even got terry ryan who's got a podcast and i know they just did shorzy season three in terms of like taping and stuff like that i'm already i'm already ready for season three to come out but yeah Yeah. check out check out his podcast he's got a lot of good guests on there um yeah honestly if you're looking for any type of other podcast to listen to just go check out the network if you are and for
0: being like a shorzy fan so terry is currently shooting still in Sudbury, ontario um and so he's still like he's probably putting out like or four episodes a week because you, they stick them in a hotel afterwards, and it's like you can't do much, like, right? Not like there's a lot to do in right. Sudbury anyway, because that's where I went to school. But that's here narrow here in north. Carolina.
2: I mean, I mean, hey, Jacob Vondras is looking pretty good for the Sudbury Wolves zone in the OHL. So I mean, there's there is some to do, but yeah, yeah. I'm the, I mean, coming from an
0: coming
2: from, coming from an Ottawa sixty sevens fan, I'll, I'll, that's the that's the most praise you're going to get out of Sudbury for me is Jacob Vondras the,
0: is there. Well, sadly, I'm a Storm fan, and I know we beat you guys in the final. Uh, what was that, couple a uh, couple years ago? <laughs> when you really should have won the league, let's be honest. Honestly, though, we, they should have they
2: won it last year, but, you know, Pier, Piers I decided to be like, eh, we're going to ruin that party after getting Nishkov and yeah. Morrison too. Uh,
1: so how about those World uh, Juniors?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, to, well, talking about prospects and all that good stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, the World Juniors are actually coming up um, later this month. So, I think it's December 26th through January 5th. They're calling it the 2024 World Juniors. I guess it's 20 because the fact that it goes like five days into the new year, they're going to call it that. Um, they, there is another 2024 version later on in the summer. I, th- I forget where that one's actually at. Um, But I know this one coming up is in Sweden, Um, and the good thing is, so the reason why we're bringing up the World Juniors is that Felix Ungerstorm actually got um, named to the 23-man roster of Team Sweden for the one that's coming up that's coming up later this month. So big congratulations to him for doing that. Uh, Suppose he's actually the youngest player on the roster too, at 18. So we're talking the this this is the U20 teams um they're also the u eighteens and stuff like that too because i know the u 18s are coming up at some point soon too but the fact he's named on the u20 team is pretty huge so big congrats to him for that um for being named a team sweden it's gonna be very interesting for the world juniors this year just because it's like i said it's in sweden but i know you they recently just got norway is one of the newer teams i think they took over for uh, austria i believe i think austria went down so now Norway is the one of the newest teams in the team eight teams of the world juniors. So
1: I don't know. So we'll just have to keep an eye on
0: I've already got a uh have already got a winner I have a winner picked and I already have a bold prediction as well. Too
1: what I is it? Like, Tell us.
2: All right. Well, so,
1: yeah, what is it? Coming? I
0: I have the Americans steamrolling the entire tournament and I think they end up winning. I think their roster is disgustingly really different. Really, it's a really good like Will Smith, Cutter Gauthier, Gabriel Perot, Frank Nazar on defense, Seamus Casey. um, What else? Yeah. Ryan Chesley. Like it's a, it's such a, it, it goes deeper than that. Like it's such a good team. And like for just looking at Canada's roster initially, I'm like, I don't know, we can't stack up against that. We got nobody. <laughs> so yeah. Like yeah the, number, the number four or five pick, I think whoever it was went to San Jose. Like Will Smith, you already got him on there. So I, I love the American roster and. Initially, I looked at. I just kind of quickly glanced over the other ones, but I got Slovakia upsetting, and I think they're going to get to a medal game this year.
2: So so, yes, Slovakia. They're they're always a very sneaky team, too. I think people kind of forget about that team. Team Finland's gonna yeah. be good too. there the Team Finland's always there. Slovakia is good. know that's gonna be interesting to keep, team to keep an eye on as well. Because I know the last World Juniors, they had a lot of prospects that are, that are that were drafted by the NHL teams on that roster. That roster was filthy, too. It was good. Um, like I said, yeah, and like you know, just I was gonna say like, like
0: real quick, like for just for my backing up my my bold prediction here, I'm just trying to find it here, but like. um like Philip Massars, another like another vet for that team, like coming in. Yep. Um, there's some other guys too. I can't, I can't really remember right now off the spot, but just I saw that team and I'm like, yeah, he's good. He's really good. He's good. He's good. And It's like, holy crap! Like the team. It's it's it's
2: probably it's, pro- it's probably the deepest American team they've had go to the World Juniors in a good bit. So definitely have to keep an eye out for them. Like I said, Nor. I'm excited for Norway to see how they do because the fact that you pretty much got all three Scandinavian countries all in this World Juniors. That's gonna be a lot of fun just to see that intermingled rivalry of all the Scandinavian teams out. I would be kind of cool to see Denmark there too, just to get that kind of cluster. Um, but it'll be very interesting. I said Czechia, Slovakia. Um, I know with the hockey writers, I'm helping them out with I'm actually doing some world junior stuff this year, uh, over with them. So uh gonna be covering covering the German team. So that's gonna be fun just to talk about team nice. Germany for a bit. Yeah. Um, so now talking about the league, real quick. Uh, there has been news coming out a couple of days ago. This is from Elliot Freeman, which was then retweeted by Corey Laviolette, which gives you an actual what the number increase is. So originally from the Board of Governors meeting that was in, what was the Board of Governors meeting this year? It was, it was somewhere. Um, no idea. <laughs> they, they they tell it, but no one really. I don't think anyone really cares where it's actually at. So the cap next year is actually going up to $87.675 million, which is good because a lot of people are like it might be two, it might be none because it's been none for the last few years. But luckily it is going up. And then what Corey Lavalette said was the fact that it's going up by $4.175 million from this year's cap to next year's cap. And then supposedly the cap for the 25-26 season is supposed to hit $93 million. So you're talking another five million dollars on top of that too. So you're seeing a pretty decent increase over the next couple of years of the of the cap going up. So I mean,
1: so so all us all the new teams, all the southern teams, all the non OG teams. Apparently didn't
2: hurt the cap space as much as everyone thought they were going to, but. No, it's it's not as bad, but it's good to see. And then, which is, for me, it's kind of a good thing too, because if you think about it, if you look at, so now you're talking because we have a lot of guys coming up for the Hurricanes. They're going to be UFAs. Like, especially after this season and stuff like that. And like Seth Jarvis is going to be an RFA. I know. We got Shay and Pesha to worry about Jacob Slavin's got one more year on his deal and stuff like that. And luckily, that cap's gonna go up for that season when his contract's done. But I think this increase of four million is gonna help out a lot of teams that are kind of already up there. And if you do give Seth Jarvis a contract extension, which for me, I would say give him seven, eight years, four point two, four point five, there you go. There's that extra space that you just got with it with the increase. You give it to him, you lock him up for the next few years kind of match a cock and deal that's he's still down there six years after this year. So perfect yeah. timing for a lot of teams who need some cap space to re-sign a lot of Ooh. guys, especially the hurricanes, because oh boy, we got a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh it was especially for you too, Kyle, because I know you have a lot of defensemen there are uh
0: kind of UFAs and just uh, uh just freed up about three and a half million so
2: well, you want know let's talk about. I actually do want to get your opinion. We're, you know, let's do our Canes Flames stuff now, so because I know we're about under half hour away from puck drop for Canes Oilers. Yep. But do I do want to. I wanted to get your opinion though. So, what? How? What are your thoughts on the Sidorov trade going to the to a, a division rival in Vancouver?
0: So, like it was it was kind of anger at first just because it's like you get a fifth round pick that they traded, like got back from Anthony Bolivier when he got dealt to Chicago. And then you get a 2026 third round pick, which is like, I mentioned it like the kids in grade 11 right now. And that's, that's that's the type of player that you're getting right now. Right. Yeah. So initially it's upsetting, but just after hearing it over a while, that teams like Toronto and New Jersey just were not willing to, uh, or excuse me, they were, they were wanting to retain, I'm trying to mix up my words here. Vancouver was the only team that didn't retain salary is what I'm trying to say. Um, So New Jersey and Toronto wanted to retain salary by and and the Flames were just like, well, no, we want to free up cap space because we have young guys in the system who want to come up and get more time to play as we try to figure out whatever identity that it is. So, you know, I understand that on that standpoint, why we had, why, you know, this might've been the only time where, we were able to kind of give him away for three and a half million and not get any sort of retention, so it was kind of nice to see that. And you know, yeah, like we might have that pick three years down the line, or we'll see where it goes. But at the same time, you don't really know if Zadorov's going to be even resigning with this team. So it's like, you know, if you can, if you're going to lose him for nothing anyway in the first place, and you do get two picks out of it, then you know that's the type of return you're going to get. He's a third line defenseman and just kind of looking back over the years of other third line defenders and what they got for trades and it included like six round picks and seventh round picks then you know it's it's not the end of the world so I mean at the end of the day i'm I'm pretty okay with it but I kind of wish that third round pick was a little bit sooner um and and regardless I mean hey they retained about three and a half million and now you can bring some young guys up in, from the system.
2: Yeah, I know for sure. So do you think they're going to – get? because I know Tanev is still kind of out there in terms of Toronto, but they're also talking about trying to keep him. Do you think the Flames are going to keep Tanev, or do you think it's like they're just kind of waiting for the more better deal to show up?
0: So, yeah, I think what's the door off was funny because there was something going on in the locker room where he just needed to go, and it was perfect timing because that's what Vancouver was offering. But in terms of those guys, like – I expect Lindholm to go. I expect Tana will go. Probably all of these guys will probably go closer to the deadline. But there has been talks about Noah Hannafin trying to get that extension done because they, they ideally would like him to stick around. And, um, you know, whether the other two go, I think that's going to be a no-brainer. I think one of the teams that were mentioned for a guy like Elias Lindholm was the Boston Bruins where you can get – deep centerman like an example like Pavel Zaka and you get a top prospect from that team and maybe like a second or third round pick out of it and go from there um and also too like what's been brought up as well is and just to kind of answer your question though about Tanev like I don't know where that's going to end up I expect maybe a second round pick and a prospect from him wherever he ends up so you just don't know what that type of player what he's going to look like maybe two or three years down the road, he might decline. And, you know, he kind of feels like that type of player that might do that. Um, Right. And then there was also talks about possible goaltending change, which I know we kind of threw it in the air earlier, but um, they really are. It's a perfect timing in a sense that Markstrom did get injured for two weeks. And now we get this Dustin Wolf guy coming in and playing some good minutes. And right now it's just this period of trying to figure out what the hell we are and, and what we need to do going forward
2: yeah no for sure I mean Dustin wolf so there he's always been highly touted coming out of the wranglers well then formerly stacked the heat now it's the wranglers and it's yeah. good to have your AHL team in the same barn i guess because you <laughs> go yeah, from one side of the building to the other so it's like okay here you go you don't, to, you don't have to walk very far but uh yeah no it's it's very interesting i mean lynn lynn home to boston i mean she's having campus and elias she's <laughs> just H. Lindholm, E. e. Lindholm. E. Lindholm, Lindholm yeah.
0: Right?
2: yeah. Yeah. H. Lindholm. It's like he Lindholm's. It's like, okay, sure, that makes sense. But I don't know. It's going to be. Yeah. That would be. I know a lot of people would love to see him back in Carolina, but it's like, how do you it's, make that work? Yeah. Your, it probably wouldn't because
0: like, You guys don't have a lot of cap space from what I just saw in Capron. I think it's like two and a half million in cap space. So, mm. you know, trying to get like. I mean, the only way to do it is we'd have to, you know, you'd have to retain, or excuse me, we'd have to retain some salary, right? Um, yeah, you'd you have to retain some salary. Or, we, yeah. He's making like four, four yeah. and a half right now. So you have to retain yes. some sort of salary. And I don't think Calgary's going yes. to do
2: that. Yeah, if it's four and a half, you're looking at what, 220. If you do half, that's 225. Yeah. And then if you're talking, maybe they send it, if the Hurricanes send a contract back that's remotely decent or one that's kind of close to matching where you don't have to retain. I don't really know a lot of guys that the Hurricanes are willing to give up just to get a license on for maybe a a um a, a rental because the Hurricanes aren't really a rental team outside of getting Changasa spare which I kind of wish we mm-hmm. kept him but it is what it is. He was yep. good for us but yeah I don't know I don't see him I don't even see little come back he said I'll even outside of the contract who do you give up and where do you slot him in the lineup? Because you, you can't put him at the two C because is playing really well as your second line center. You can't put you can't take Jordan Saw out of the three 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 C line. You are you're gonna you're gonna do Elias Lindholm and Pullman is the four C. That yeah, doesn't any, for the, that doesn't make any for sense. For the
0: three guys that were mentioned, it's gonna be tough for you guys to try to get it because of the cap issue. Right. Yeah. And a name that has come up a lot now has been New Jersey because Dougie Hamilton's all of a sudden been put on the LTIR, and all of a sudden you just freed up nine million dollars in cap space, so they can now <laughs> use that. To their yeah. Advantage.
2: Yeah. I'll, yeah. I would love to hear Neil just go after losing his mind. It's like, oh, we got Elias Lindholm. Yeah. How is uh, how's Timo Meyer doing for you? Because I saw that J Fresh stat card earlier today, buddy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Wow, that's, rough.
1: <laughs> uh, that's the best money we never spent.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> and 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 the uh, the trade the trade capital. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> but no. so and to kind of uh, wrap that up,
0: just to wrap that up real quick. Like, it, I think the one thing I'm interested to see going forward, and you guys mentioned it earlier, was goaltending. Um, if this team goes downhill, and all of a sudden Markstrom wants out. I'm just gonna be curious to see who steps up and who's gonna try or who's gonna try and get him.
2: The funny thing is, Markstrom is—I mean, outside of last year, which was an absolute weird year for him because he decided to never want to play in goal. When he actually does stay in net, he's actually a good goalie. Like he's not bad. It's just if he actually—if he just—if you're a goaltender, tend the goal. If he does that, he's fine. He's a good goalie. But when he tries to go for his Dominic Kozak, I'm just gonna be out there doing whatever I want to do, and you're like, no, it's the player? Yeah, I mean, Ronta's done no.
1: fine
2: with that. Yeah, Ronta has done fine with that. He's gotten very lucky the last <laughs> couple of times he's pulled that off. But I, I don't want to see him do what Mark Markstrom did it almost every he's game. In like, you
1: know, it, he's in his Mrazek era.
2: I'm saying He's in his Mrazek era. Yeah, he is in his <laughs> Mrazek era. But Mark, yeah, but Markstrom though, it's like once a game, and he's out there, and you're like, why? Like, where are you? It's like you almost want to kind of like put a tether to him. Like, you know, like those kids with the with the backpacks with the, with the, the, with the strap on the back? yeah.
1: Leash. Right. leash. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of You're want steady. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just, like Mark, just spray him with the water bottle. No, stay. Don't you move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I like I so said, Mark, Marksroom is good if he just stays in his net. But, I mean, so this year for the Flames, it's been very, very, like, you guys did struggle early on. You are a little bit farther up than you were in the standings for the Pacific. But at the same time, it's. I don't know. Like, well, what are your overall thoughts with how this team is just so far this year? Because they, they have picked up a little bit, but at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, they
0: they, actually- they they need to start selling soon because the value for some of these guys could all of a sudden just drop if one of them happens to get injured and then their value just goes down. So eventually, yeah. like, these guys have to, have to get traded at the right cost at the right time, and you're kind of hoping that it stays like this until the deadline. But overall, like, we got to embrace the tank, right? Which is why for tomorrow's game, this is a way-win for me. I can care mm-hmm. less. If this team loses, fantastic. We're just embracing the tank. But if we beat you guys, oh gosh, you're not gonna hear the end of it. <laughs> so take your not, not.
1: you're not even fully in tank mode though, because like oh, no, no, look no, no. At the Blackhawks in... and the Sharks, you're nowhere near as tanking as they are.
0: Yeah, but the fans are in tank mode. We we want the tank, but they're not letting it happen.
2: Yeah, they're they're trying to do a retool and it's like but you're not retooling yeah. in in the right way. You're not Bob you're not Bob the Buildering this correctly. You're kind of just like you're basically you're basically like Patrick in that one SpongeBob episode where he's got the board across his forehead and he just like <laughs> nailed it in. That's basically what that's basically what Calgary is. And Sponge and SpongeBob is like ten feet in the air and you're like define gravity. It's like that doesn't make sense, but welcome to welcome to SpongeBob gravity graphics. It just makes sense that yeah, year.
0: That's uh, right. It,
2: uh, it's just it's here, here's my thing too i i really think daryl Sutter really screwed you guys in terms of just getting rid of all your good players because you lost the foley you lost gaudreau you got rid of matthew Kachuk. here's my question though i i think you're i think ryan huska is doing the best he he can with this roster that he's been given is justin huberdo on milk cartons like are you guys actually having search parties out for this guy because
0: do you mean well, I, Jonathan
2: Huberdo? Yes, yeah, jo- sorry, Jonathan Huberdo. Justin
0: Huberdo? <laughs> Holy. But, uh, it's I'm, glad so, wow.
2: I'm glad you said
1: it. I was thinking it.
2: i meant Jonathan Huberdo. I thought Jonathan, I said Jonathan. Okay.
0: Re- Sorry, rephrase the question. That threw me off. <laughs> so I, I, th-
2: I, thought, I thought I said Jonathan Huberdo. That's my bad. Is he on milk cartons? Are you guys looking for this guy? Like, what is going on with him, dude? Like, you give him well, all like, that – you give him the yeah. whole trade. He's making so much money, and it's just kind of like
0: – Well, if you think but, back when he played in Florida, right, his right-hand man was Alexander Barkov, and was one of the reasons why he got so many points. He's the type of player – he's like me when I play hockey. I don't shoot the puck, but I'll pass it, and that's about it. <laughs> right? That's all he's known for. That's why he had the record number of assists that he's had, right? Is the fact that he's had these guys on, you know, he had Barkoff back in Florida and, you know, maybe for a little bit of time it kind of worked with Lindholm, but, you know, he was no near to what he used to be because he hasn't had the guy who's pure, he's a pure goal scorer, and that's just something we don't have on this team, and that's why right now it doesn't work. So, it it would work if, Bar- if you just put Barkoff on this team, it would absolutely work, but because he doesn't, you're seeing the effect,
2: yeah. Uh, it's crazy, I think, just because the fact of you have because having a pure goal scorer, and then it's 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 always it makes you wonder like, did the Flames get him because oh, they they saw that assist number? You're like, oh, he'll do that with us here, he'll get 100 points, and you're like, yeah, but it's the guy. The
0: problem, the only it's issue the with that, course. yeah, real quick, like the only issue that happened with that trade is that. As soon as Gaudreau left, Kachuk wanted out, right? And when he went, there was probably five teams on his list that he wanted to get traded to, and about two of them actually wanted to do the deal. So it was between yeah. Florida and Dallas. And what Dallas was offering was probably Rupe Hints and a low prospect, and that was basically it. So we saw there was more value coming out of Florida with Hubert Oak, McKenzie Wieger, and then the top prospect, and then a first-round pick on top of that. Which makes sense. We yeah, had no right. choice. We We had our hands tied, and we couldn't. We couldn't do anything, so it was no regular. Right, yeah. We had to make we didn't have any right. coverage,
2: so yeah, you were, yeah, and that it's just it's it kind it's of not, it's not like you know, Calgary had like the cream of the crop, like oh, we can just pick whoever we want. It's kind of like cool, I guess. He was an RFA, so yeah, it didn't happen yeah. when he
0: was an RFA,
2: yeah. So I mean, so I weaker's been doing all right, I guess, for the most part. I mean, hey, in the fact you got back one too as your captain, which I mean. That that's
0: good for you guys. I know you were excited I, about that. I like I like Eager a lot because his dog is absolutely adorable. So is
2: it it is is very cute. But so how like what are your thoughts going into the game? You know, outside of hoping we don't lose to you guys because I really don't want to hear it from you every day about how we lost to you. But uh, what are your that's thoughts gonna be fun. Going this game?
0: Well, so I mean, I'd like to see Dustin Wolf start tomorrow. I'd like to get as many games in as possible for him, just to kind of see what he can do. Um, I I think it's gonna be a real test because just seeing like the games that you guys were talking about earlier and the fact that they had like 35 plus shots on goal in like three of those four games, then you know it's it's gonna be curious to see how this defense kind of holds up with that, and curious to see that if if either either Vladar or Wolf go in net, I'm just curious to see how they're gonna hold against that. It looks like I'm not gonna pronounce this right. K- Kachikov? Kachikov. Oh, pure Kachekov. Kachekov, Thank you. Thank you. I can't pronounce everybody's
1: name. Okay. I get it. You can call him PK.
2: You can call him PK.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Piotr is in that tonight.
2: Yeah. Just on now.
0: Yeah. So it looks like he's expected to start tomorrow. So, I mean, like, it, it just, it's another opportunity to just try and, like, we've been also, too, like, for us, we've been peppering shots like crazy this year. We had, like, 42 shots on Dallas the other day. So, um, no, I expect them to rebound from a really bad performance last night on Tuesday, and I think you're going to get the full blunt force of this Flames team against a really good Carolina team tomorrow night.
1: I don't know. So, wait, PK's no. playing – is he playing against Edmonton tonight?
0: I, I have expected no. for tonight. That's all I got.
2: Oh, uh, no, so no, 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 no. Hurricanes did announce Piotr's tonight, so most likely you're going to get to tomorrow. Yeah, most likely know. you'll have Ronto to
1: tomorrow. Rod doesn't like to play the same goalie back-to-back. Back. I mean, it might change, but he typically does not.
0: I don't okay. know. About, uh, so
1: you'll have you might have the flying Ranta.
0: <laughs> Yay! <laughs> all, all
2: plus all the memes too, because the flying Ranta memes have been just absolutely amazing, yeah. flying um, off the charts. Cat.
0: Uh,
2: uh, 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 so that, what? What that, are your thoughts? That going Canadian
1: into the... humor. Hey, <laughs>
2: uh, Cat. What are what are your thoughts going into the game?
1: Um, we have to win just so I can not hear crap from Kyle. That's the main thought I have going into the night. Um, overall, I mean, if I was to recap of this, is I would think on paper the Canes should win this game. Like, we should win this game. But it just kind of depends what Canes come out and how yeah. we start the game. Um, the bounces we get, depending on how it goes. Um, the Flames... Like there's some games when I'm like, okay, we're going to play maybe the Rangers or play Bruin, something like that. And I'm like, this is going to be a hard fought, hard fought game. Uh, I would not be surprised if we didn't come out on top, things like that. When it comes to games like the Jets or the Flames, I'm a little bit more of like these, these teams are a little bit more like middle of the pack where I would expect it to be like kind of a, Shouldn't be as evenly matched, but I would, you would expect us to win, but I also understand it would be evenly matched. You don't know which way it's going to go. It kind of depends what goalie is hot, how each team decides to come out. Um, So ideally it's a win for us. And honestly, it sounds a little like that's ideal for Kyle too, (laughs) but uh, it's just, it's just going to depend. It's also going to depend how we play tonight because we can feed off what happens. We do really well against Edmonton most of the time. Um, so, uh, well,
2: speaking of, well, speaking of that real quick, so Kane Statbrand, who's always a great follow and always someone we love to pull stats from. Uh, Sebastian Ajo actually comes in tonight's game on a 10 game point streak against Edmonton, eight goals and 22 points in his last 10 versus them. So, <laughs> Sebastian Ajo loves playing the Edmonton Oilers, so maybe that'll be a good thing uh, going into tonight's game. But yeah, it's it'll definitely be interesting feeding into that game. And Cal, you always say it all the time. Basically, Jacob Slavin has. You know, McDavid in his back pocket. He he does not play good against the Hurricanes. Like McDavid is, we we found his kryptonite. Just play Carolina. Connor McDavid can't do nothing against us. So I mean, I don't know. It'd we're gonna find out. I guess we will. But no, the Flames game I think is be very interesting. Just seeing what versions of each team we're gonna get, depending on how the defenses are gonna play, how the offenses are gonna play. And just seeing who, if it's Ronta, I'm curious to see who he goes up against. Because, like, like you said, Kyle could be Vladar, could be Dustin Wolf. I mean, both goalies are pretty good. I mean, I, I think Dustin Wolf did really good in the A when he's been down there for most of the time. Vladar's been good when you know he's had his chances and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's gonna be fun. I know I'm excited for the uh, live stream. Uh,
0: oh, I can't wait
2: tonight. Well, I was gonna say tomorrow, but it's if when you're everyone's listening, it's tonight. But make sure if yep. you if you do. If you do Please come hang out with us. It's gonna be, I don't know, I think Kyle, do you know when we're gonna start? Like nine. I know the game's at 9.30. 30. Uh, oh, we'll start at 9 30. Yeah, because the game okay, will yeah.
0: drop will drop at 9 30. It'll be like right. 9 40. So okay. 9 30. Yeah,
2: yeah. So make sure to go to the uh uh the hockey podcast networks YouTube channel. We'll we'll drop a link on our, our search cast Twitter. I'll do it on my personal Twitter too. Um make sure to come join us because we're gonna do it like I said, we're gonna do live stream with Probably all three hosts and Kyle is going to be there too. Um, all game, just come chat with us and stuff like that. If I seem like I'm looking down a lot, is because I'll be live tweeting the game as well as doing the live stream. So yep. going to be pulling some double duties, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be actually our first live stream with the with the network this season. Like, what a perfect yeah. one to do too. What a perfect I'm one to do. Gonna, I'm going to yes, have you- to
0: go to the beer store tomorrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so you
1: got us. You've got us. You're listening to us when this drops and you're going to see us for the live stream. And then, I mean, you just get a whole bunch of Surge cast, uh this week because then, of course, you've got um, me and Bailey will be switching places and Bailey will be on with Zach to talk with the Sins. Um, it's a little, you know, we're in the holiday spirit. We're here giving, giving, giving more of a hot talk.
3: Merry
2: <laughs> Chrysler. <nice work. laughs> oh, God. Right, <right>? like, uh, <laughs> see what Yeah. Yeah, this is a very a very busy week for us. Yeah, recording tonight, live stream tomorrow night on Thursday or tonight, and then we got some sends at one p.m. on Friday. I don't know when they're going to drop that episode. But I know we're recording with them in the afternoon. That's going to be fun previewing the Kane Senators for next week, and then tomorrow on Friday night at some point, I know I'm jumping on from the Blue Seas with Jimmy again to do our fantastic Metro Roundtable with Neil and Lance and. Who else decides to show up? Kyle, see you there probably too, because why not?
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so we are a few minutes away from, I guess, "quote unquote" puck drop. It's not going to drop until nine forty, like Kyle said, because it's it's just the the TV broadcast starts oh, okay. at nine thirty. Unfortunately, it is on TNT, so have mm-hmm. fun with that when whoever did. Well, watch unfortunately,
1: the game. it's like it's like good and bad because I mean, honestly. As much as we love to hear our guys on Bally, Bally works. It kind of depends. So
2: Well well Bally well you're not going Bally's not doing the game time because it's on TNT. So you get 99. I know, that's what
1: 99. I'm saying. You fan. said unfortunately on TNT. And I said, Well, it can oh, be yeah. bad because you're at least yeah. got the, you know for sure you'll have the stream. <laughs> you just won't have the guys you want talking about it. Right. That's
0: right. Well,
2: jo- John Forslund is on the call tonight. So for everyone who's a big John Forslund person, they he did do the game. Um and then I think it's on Sportsnet too, but if you're in the stage, you ain't going to get Sportsnet. So from what I hear, Sportsnet and TSN are very um,
0: – They hate each other.
2: Yeah,
0: it, yeah. Fair
2: way to put it, too. All right. So um, before we wrap up, Kyle, where can people follow you on the socials and also plug the amazing network that we all you know love to be at? Oh, I don't want to say
0: my social it's awkward. <laughs> Because <laughs> then I have to go into the backstory of why it is what it is. No, nope, oh, go ahead. No. You got to tell it. Nope, you got to uh, tell it. So Twitter, I only have the Twitter. It's just uh, k man 534 twice. Um, and, yeah, so really with for us, though, at THPN, you can watch us tomorrow night for uh, the live watch party, or I guess tonight when the episode drops. Um, we're we'll doing a lot more live watch parties. We're going to be covering a lot of the games coming up for the World Juniors and, uh, and a lot of the great events coming up. So, um, just like everybody here at the Surge and everybody else in the network, I always appreciate you guys having, you know, being on and, and doing the great work that you guys do. And go Flames. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. No, we really, we were there. and you got to ruin it.
2: Yeah, we were there. Oh, <laughs> all right uh cat work well you know real quick you know make sure to check out the amazing if the banner pops up there we go hockeypodcast.com oh, nice. check it out
1: yep
2: hey yep
1: also on, on yeah, Twitch, we have- you can find the hockey podcast network liking all of our tweets all the time and yeah I, I
0: do a lot of <laughs> Meaning, that <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I,
2: I, I, I hate that new abbreviation and so anyway
1: if you want to find us the Surgecast Guess what? We have the same name on all the platforms. So on Twix, Instagram, and YouTube, you can find the search cast. Um, like, subscribe, all of those fun things. Um, and if you're, you know, I'd, if Bailey's running the YouTube as she does, eventually you'll see our faces. Hi, hello. And please com- give us comments about what you think about the increase in the cap space. Um, anything. We just love hearing comments. Love hearing what you guys have to say about our our episodes if you want to rag on Zach, that's perfect. But yeah, so The Search Cast on all platforms, and you can find us. If you want yeah. to follow uh, we also me. Have, we also
2: have link trees, too. We also have link trees, too. So check them out.
1: Yeah, so you can find all of our social media. But again, if you don't want to do that effort, just look up The Search Cast, and you'll find all of our media. If you want to follow me on Twix, it'll be Kaniac Check, of course. Um, I'm the unfiltered thoughts of the Surgecast. Um, Bailey and Zach are a little bit more put together, but honestly, in our group chats, they're thinking the same thoughts as me. Um, so you can follow me there, or if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's KVT hunter 74 um, Yeah. Give me a follow, send me a message. Love to talk hockey. Cool. Where can they find you, Zach? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, well, before I do me real quick, make sure to follow Bailey Bailey Curtis on Twitter. With two wise, two wise, Bailey, <laughs> Bailey Lynn Curtis on Instagram. Um, I don't know what her handle is for the writing stuff right now because I know she's got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with that. So, whenever she does get back on, she'll let you know about that. Uh, for me, you can find me on Twitter at one true Zach. Uh, that's only true Zach, it's actually spelled out. It's not the number out, one. Not you can find me on Instagram at zach r martin twenty two. More of the hobby stuff, D and D, also more hockey stuff, music, whatever you want to find over there. Um, I do have a, I do have my own personal link tree in my Twitter and Instagram bios. Um, that's where you can find the podcast, but also where you can find my writing because I write for AHL News Now, uh, covering the Charlotte Checkers of the American Hockey League. So you can check that out on AHL News, AH, ahl um, if you also want to check out my Hurricanes writing that I do, I am with the hockey writers covering the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, if you do see the substacks that we, that we come out, uh, I run those over there as well. So if you want to follow THW underscore Hurricanes, you can check out that account where we'll we do a lot. We post our actual individual articles or substacks and stuff like that that too so make sure to check that out and uh yeah also got some world uh world junior stuff coming out later this month with them as well so if you want to know more about prospects outside of just the hurricanes make sure to keep an eye out for that but kyle thank you so much for joining us it was a lot of fun doing a crossover and your first time with us on the podcast so this is a lot huh. of fun so thank you for joining us
0: yeah. awesome um, yeah thanks for having
2: us guys me of course awesome. <laughs> Us, whatever Kyle's whatever. multiple, Kyle's multiple uh,
1: personalities joined us. I
2: feel like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wait until he starts drinking, and his other ones come out. Um, but, but yeah, until... join, us,
1: join us on the live stream, join us on the live stream because we'll have it'll be super fun. Uh, live action talking, and also, I mean, I'll be celebrating my birthday a little bit early. Come send us questions and have a drink with us.
2: <laughs> yes, please, oh, please, get a do you now? Damn no it. no you don't know how about a just, high just send her a starbucks <laughs> just send just send her a, just send her a starbucks gift card she'll be fine or he like said a, a crisp high five um uh real quick before we go uh we do want to send our condolences to mike manaskaka for uh, the passing of his father last week so mike we've been praying for you thinking about you and hopefully you and your family are doing all right uh it's good to have you back uh i know you uh, he was there for the Jets game. And they're doing the radio call tonight. But um, good to see you back. Uh, we are still thinking about you and praying for you. And Sorry for the passing of uh, your father, Marty. Um, hopefully your family is doing okay this time. Um, but, yeah. So until next week for our next episode, which is episode 25 of season three. Um, but you have to wait until next week for that episode because this is episode 24 of the season three of the Surge cast. I'm Zach. I'm Kat. I'm Kyle. And that was Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Kyle. We'll see you here. We'll see you here next time. At the See you later.